Sometimes all you need is a little hope, a little push, and little encouragement to get out there and make a difference. I'm Rashika Jeprakash, back at it with Little Helpers Big Inspirations. So are you ready to get inspired today? Hello everyone and welcome back to Little Helpers Big Inspirations. Today with us, we have the awesome Anna Du. Anna is a really great inventor and she has done some really cool things. And I can't wait for you guys to hear all the amazing things she's done. Hey, Anna, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. And you know, just before we start, I just wanna let you know that I'm really excited to have you on the show today, just as a different aspect of giving back to the community, because I know you are an inventor. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and all the inspirational things you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me here today. Um, so a little bit about what I do. Uh, I've created a ROV, which stands for a remotely operated vehicle that's designed to target where microplastics or essentially just really small plastics, it's kind of in the name, um, trying to find those in the ocean floor. And so in doing that, I've learned a lot about, uh, for example, the big issue of microplastic pollution in terms of like compared to the other larger types of plastics. But I've also just learned a lot about uh, by talking with people and things like that. I've learned about ways which I can actually spread the word about microplastics and also about other types of big world problems that we might be facing today as well. So microplastics, how do they really like affect our environment? Yeah, so because microplastics are so small, so essentially these plastics are anything that are smaller than five millimeters. And because of their small size, not only are they obviously harder to see and therefore harder to clean up because you can't even find them, um, but also oceanic animals will be more likely to eat those microplastics. And then it sort of causes like a whole domino effect kind of thing. So obviously you have the people who eat seafood who will be directly affected by these microplastics by eating those marine organisms. But then you have people who may, maybe they don't eat seafood after hearing about microplastic pollution. But you still have a lot of livestock that eats seafood byproducts. So that's sort of like a secondary effect. And then those byproducts, those livestocks, um, those, their manure are used as fertilizer. So it really affects everyone. It's a worldwide problem. You know, and I think that's kind of like funny because microplastics, you said they were less than five millimeters, mm -hmm. right? So that's like yeah. super tiny, but just to see that the impact that it can create on our environment, like that's really crazy, Anna. And yeah. so cool thing, just kind of like the previous Anna on our show, uh, Anna Du and I, we met on Operation Awesome. And Operation mm -hmm. Awesome is this great TV show on from BYU TV. And it's about how five super kids, Anna was one of them, and how they traveled to 10 different cities to help out kids in their nonprofits. And so Little Helpers and I, we were one of the great nonprofits that were actually been able to be helped out by. And we did this really awesome school supplies drive should totally check out our episode. It's episode seven, Back to School Cool on BYU TV's Operation Awesome. So I know that was definitely one of the best experiences I've had, but just how was, yeah, how was coming to Mason and how was just like the experience with Little Helpers? It was really fun. You know, I really liked what you were doing with like the school supplies because I feel like personally for me, being at school is always like such an important place. And I also like know that like 
like it's kind of a weird thing like you don't really expect people to like school but I guess I don't know I just really enjoy like learning things about like especially about what how the world works what makes the world tick things like that and so I feel like being able to learn has always been something that's very important to me and so I'm just I was just really glad to see that like even some kids who might not be able to get notebooks or get pencils and things like that they'll still have ways to access those materials that are necessary for them to further their education. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I know all the help, like you went uh, shopping, right? Pushing all the Mm -hmm. things into the car. That was a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember like we first met like out on the, um, it was a park and we were playing cricket. Mm -hmm. So even then it was really interesting to see like how we made like a connection really quickly Mm -hmm. just based on like the things we were interested in because in the future, like I want to practice space medicine and you said you were super interested in space too. Mm -hmm. What are some of your other interests in science? Um, I'm interested in, obviously, I'm very interested in environmental engineering, but the way that I see it is that it was sort of mixing like two of the things that I really enjoyed or that I was really passionate about doing. So basically, ever since I was a child, I've always loved like building things, taking things apart. Um, Once I had a watch that I took apart because I was just so curious about how it worked. My parents may or may not have been really mad about that, but I learned how a watch worked that day, so I think it was worth it. And um, so I guess it was just combining my interest with engineering and also my desire to do something to help out with the environment because I live in Boston. That's uh, very close to a lot of beaches out there like Boston Harbor, things like that. And so just learning about the issue of plastic pollution and then seeing the plastic trash, the litter that's on these beaches affecting the marine life literally in my backyard, that was just something that sort of horrified me. So I guess it was a way for me to combine like my two interests. That is awesome, Anna. And, you know, it just sounds so exciting that you were actually uh, able to take a problem that you saw and uh, create like a solution for it. And, you know, how did that like process, how did you actually go through that whole process? Um, it's definitely been a long process and my uh, my remotely operated vehicle, my ROV's design has definitely changed a lot through the years. And I guess it was sort of like in the beginning, I first learned about the problem and then I created a few designs and prototypes. And then eventually, like in the beginning, my ROV looked like a sphere, like, like a cube. And then now it sort of looks like a weird kind of spider bug thing. But hey, it works. So. Uh, <laughs> And also I've like evolved my project based on new information that I'm learning. So when I first learned about plastics, I was actually creating like um, some sort of like a network filtration system, but then I learned about microplastics and obviously a network filtration system wouldn't work because if you had a net that would get everything yeah not just the microplastics and that would be devastating for the environment and so I guess just taking like uh, all the information that I've learned about like relating to microplastics and then how they might be affected by the environment learning about the different types of plastics eventually I was able to tune my ROV in, in different ways so that it would be more targeted specifically to microplastics and then also when I learned about using artificial intelligence in my project I was also able to enhance the efficiency and then right now I'm creating actually a predictive system that allows me to uh, basically guess where the microplastics are located based on environmental factors that might influence it. So it's definitely gone through a process, but I think that's like at the heart of engineering, right? Like you just take everything apart and then you fix it. 
Uh-huh. And you know, the way that you've been able to go through this journey and just like the way that you've been able to see like the progress, I think that's really what amazes me. Like, you know, you just like you start with something and you don't give up and you keep like tweaking it just based on what's mm-hmm. needed. So, you know, engineering, that's just so amazing how you were able to put your passion out there. And throughout this journey, what are some of like the most exciting experiences that you've been able to like have with your ROV and even just in like general? Um, I've had a lot of exciting experiences like each milestone has always like been so uh, exciting for me and so I think I think something that was really special to me however was uh, when I was able to I actually got the chance to go to different places around the world and meet different people from all different walks of lives from all different places and I guess just learning about them and then figuring out and then like having real conversations about ways that we can help the environment and it goes beyond like just plastic pollution in the ocean it goes for pollution everywhere climate change all sorts of problems like that and I just really enjoy like having these conversations where I can learn something from other people and other people might be able to learn something from me like a little bit about microplastics Mm -hmm. and that's awesome like the way that you're able to just kind of share what you learn with Mm -hmm. others and I think that's what really matters like no matter what we do we always need to share it with others just so you know that knowledge can spread and more people can just learn from us Mm -hmm. I know definitely this journey can't have been easy the whole time so Mm -hmm. what challenges have you faced and how have you overcome them Um, I face a lot of challenges. I think that's sort of like at the core of engineering, but I guess like one of the biggest obstacles that I encountered throughout the process of my project was really not even from my project. It was a lot from other people, especially when I started working on my project and I had like this grand idea for building a robot that might be able to find and maybe even clean up microplastics on the ocean floor. A lot of people told me that I was reaching a little bit and that I probably wouldn't be able to do it. And especially when I proposed the idea to some people, like I did get a lot of comments about maybe I should change my idea to something a little bit more workable. And I feel like that was a bit discouraging in the beginning, but I just tried to, I focus a little bit more on like the research portion. And the more I learned about the issue of microplastic pollution, the more I learned about engineering and designing remotely operated vehicles and stuff like that, the more I felt like this problem was actually manageable if I broke it up into chunks that I was able to tackle even as uh, back then I was 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So even as a 12 year old girl, I was able to tackle these little bite-sized chunks of this huge issue. And I was able to tackle it one baby at a time and I can clearly see that these baby steps have got you to the great place that which you're at now and just going back like uh after all these challenges and how you've been able to overcome them what are like the best like your best milestones the best achievements that always make you proud in what you're doing Oh, wow. Um, that's, uh, there's a lot of times where I felt like very accomplished with my achievements and things like that. I feel like um, there are a few moments. Uh, sometimes it's with like achievements that I made with my project. So for example, when I was first able to identify microplastics with my detection system, because that was sort of like validation and like proof that my project does work and I was able to identify microplastics. But I guess another thing that's very important to me is, um, so the school that I went to for middle school, it's a school that like um, goes from kindergarten to middle school and so when I was uh, like showing my project in my school science fair I was able to reach people from all different ages and I guess just like seeing those like especially like little kids um, I guess like just seeing how interested they were and then like how much they wanted to learn about the issue of microplastic pollution and like how much they just wanted to do something about these problems that was like a very that was just very like validating and like I really enjoyed that. 
Mm -hmm. And the way that you were able to reach other people through the science fair, I think is really cool. Cause I know I always liked doing science fair when I was younger too. And you've been in some like really top notch science fairs, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've been in some, um, like I've been in Broadcom Masters, which is the national science fair for middle schools. And also this year I went to the international science fair for high schoolers. Wow, that is some amazing stuff, Anna. And I know like when we were talking earlier, you were saying how it was really the microplastics and seeing like a problem in your city that really, or just like outside of Boston that really um, inspired you. But was there like a specific person that inspired you to really start and make a difference? Or are there people that still like keep inspire you to keep going? Mm-hmm. I guess there are a lot of people who inspired me like this. Um, obviously, like they were my parents who kept on encouraging me. And then there are like people around me who have been doing a lot of great things with like uh, the climate um, in terms of like helping with climate change and with pollution. But I guess like one of my most inspiring figures would probably be like uh, Rachel Carson. And that's because she was like in her time, she was called an alarmist and people were sort of denouncing all of her claims. But in spite of that, she wrote a book which literally like spread ripples around the American community, around the worldwide community, really, about the use of these persistent organic pesticides and pollutants. And she was able to do so much change just through a book that she had written. And I feel like that's something that I've always wanted to do as well. That's also why I wrote my book, Microplastics in Me. And essentially wow. the goal of this was to try and like spread the word about microplastic pollution, similarly to how Rachel Carson was spreading the word about DDT and the effects on the environment. And I just wanted to maybe inform even one or two people about the effects of microplastics and how it compares to those larger plastics and how it can really make a big impact but not only about that but also about ways that you can sort of like take uh, science and engineering take STEM really as um as like basically a weapon to go against all of these problems you know the way that you're able to create change in your in, like in the community uh whether it be by teaching people or directly to the environment, that really inspires me to make a difference as well. Because, you know, you took like a problem that a lot of people probably don't even know about. And now you're educating them. Like, I know for sure I wasn't like, I knew I've heard of microplastics, but only after I'd met you that I really got like a clear idea of, wow, like what, like this is a really big problem. So thank you so much for that, Anna. And Going back to like the whole inspiration, I know we have a lot of great listeners out there. So what is like a piece of advice you want to tell them when they want to like start something and when they want to inspire? Hmm. I guess, I guess something that was, uh, and this is going to be kind of cliche, but I guess something that was inspiring to me, especially when it was said by a person who is very close to me, a close friend, um, is basically to just ignore what everybody else says and just to keep on working on my project. And it was especially helpful, especially during times when people would tell me that I wasn't able to do it because of all sorts of different reasons, because of my age, because I was still in school or things like that. And just like, essentially when I was like a little bit discouraged, like I guess just hearing those words and like just understanding that there are always going to be people who don't think that you can do it, but that's not what really matters most. What matters most is that you're able to keep on doing it, even if it's just because of spite, even if it's just because you want to prove those people wrong, like just you have the ability to do something as long as like you can break them down into chunks and then you can just take like inspiration and encouragement from the people around you you're able to do anything 
Wow. And thank you so much just for like that piece of advice, because everyone out there, you need to know that like, no matter what the challenges that come, you need to keep going. And, you know, even the pandemic was like a huge challenge that our whole world faced, but there are some things that never stop like kindness. So be kind. I know Anna here definitely shows us to be kind to our environment and, you know, little helpers, we just want to show be kind to everyone around you as well. So what is on your bucket list for the future, Anna? I know that you were said that you were still like improving your ROV and uh, tweaking it and stuff, but what else do you have for the future? Um, I definitely work want to work on like, I'm able to identify where microplastics are located very accurately now with my spatial maps. I'm able to find these gumps, which is essentially what I call the great underwater microplastic patches. And so my next step is really to take those plastics and to clean them up. And so a current um, process that I've been looking into is called pyrolysis. So it's essentially where you're taking these plastics that are filled with type and types of marine detritus, and it's basically very contaminated. It's unfit for secondary plastic production. Production. And so instead, you can use it in pyrolysis. And using that, you can actually create renewable energy with these plastics. And so that's something that I'm looking into. And that's sort of like the next phase of what I'm working on. That's great. The way that we're able to take like the trash, like, you know, kind of like one man's trash is another man's treasure. But mm -hmm, this like absolutely. trash that we're taking, we're able to make it into something so valuable to us. And I really hope you are able to achieve that. I can't wait to see like your invention just go places. And I know for sure that um, everyone, we all wanna keep connected with you, follow your invention, everything that you continue doing. So can you just tell us like your website and other social media? Yeah, of course. So you can find me at my website, which is uh, anadu.org or on my YouTube channel, which is the Microplastics Girl. Awesome. And just as like a fun question to end this um, podcast, mm -hmm. If I know like you do a lot with the ocean, obviously. So if you were any type of sea creature, Ooh. which one would you be and why? Ooh, that is a very hard question. <laughs> um, I guess I don't know. I guess I would want to be um I guess I would want to be a dolphin because they're smart and they like always travel together and I feel like I don't know. They're just like very communicative and playful. And I feel like that's kind of what I aspire to do in my future, you know? Like, yeah, you, you're yeah. already literally the human dolphin. <laughs> everything <laughs> with you there. But it's been great to have you on the podcast today, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was an honor to have you on the show. And I'm like so excited uh, to see everything you do in the future. And also it's been, it's great to say that you're officially on our wall of inspiration. Yay. Oh, wow, Which you wow. can Thank check you so it much. out <laughs> and you can check that out on our website, littlehelpers2015.org. Thank you so much for having me here today. And this is so fun. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time on Little Helpers Big Inspirations. Bye. I hope you were inspired by today's awesome little helper. Check out our website, littlehelpers2015.org, and remember to stay kind, spread that inspiration, and radiate those good vibes. Bye!